0: welcome in alan great to have you tonight man Oh,
1: well, thank you so much for having me on your show it's awesome matthew It's definitely a pleasure to be here on the XFL insider podcast glad to be here
0: hey i appreciate it again man um like i said it's been a long time coming i feel like so it's good to see you brother i know i was a, on your show what probably a month ago something like that
1: yeah it was it was an awesome show you about a month ago that you were on the show and it's been a little bit of time, but uh, hey, I'm glad to catch up with you.
0: <laughs> me as well. Me as well. Now, before we go forward, I want to ask you, can you hear me okay? I'm having some audio issues, it seems like. I
1: can hear you fine.
0: Okay. Okay. My, I'm actually hearing you through my computer okay. um, speakers, so I may take my headphones off, man, if I can't get this fixed. Sometimes some weird stuff happens when you stream live and you can't really okay. do much about it.
1: Yeah, I can hear you.
0: Thankfully. Yep. Okay. So anyway, I'll I'll try to work on this while we go forward. So it won't be a nuisance, you know. No worries. All right. So, man, long time coming. Like I said, you got your own sports talk show. It comes on Fridays usually at what time?
1: 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time Zone. And every Friday, every Friday at that time, 9.30 p.m.
0: Sounds like a good time. You'll have to invite me on again sometime soon
1: definitely you're always welcome definitely matthew i'll have you on the show again and we'll catch up and definitely always a lot to talk about in the xfl arena that's for sure
0: yes sir no doubt now i got my headphones working again so i'm I'm sitting good man (laughs) yeah um anyway it's good to have you again dude i know you went to the orlando showcase down there on october 7th is that correct
1: yes that is correct i did go to the october 7th showcase in orlando and it was awesome it was it was definitely an awesome event and it was something that i'm so glad i went
0: yeah i mean i was jealous from seeing all the videos and pictures man it looks like you had a good time (laughs) you got to talk to some really impactful players along some lines um so yeah while you tell us more about you and your show um I'm gonna play some stuff in the background and just kind of show everybody what you got to offer and what you do really, and you know, in this whole media realm. I know you cover a lot of different things. So basically tell me what's your background, Alan? How how did you get started in covering sports?
1: Great question. uh, you know, Matthew. I had got started, me and a friend of mine, his name is Aaron, and we decided to start a show because we both love sports. We we were co-workers and we used to always run into each other and we were desk partners and we used to always talk about sports all the time. And it was getting to the point where I was going to, you know, leave the company. And he said, you know what? So that we can keep in touch. Why don't we start a sports, sports podcast? I said, you know what? That sounds like a great idea. And we started a sports podcast together and lo and behold, you know, uh, you know, Aaron got other obligations with work. And now it's the Alan Alfred sports talk show, but It's it's been it's been great. You know, I'm a guy who covers a lot of a lot of different sports just because I just love sports and it's something that I really have a passion for. I enjoy doing and it's it doesn't feel like work to me because it's it's always fun.
0: I understand that. I mean, I I feel you on that. Uh, I really do. I mean, tell me, how did you just start doing, like, your own show? How did you decide to go in the avenue that it was? Because when I met you at the XFL Championship, you were still Aaron and Alan, if I remember correctly. Yes, because I have exactly. your business card still. Um, yeah, we,
1: we're, we're still good friends and to this day, and we, we did it together. But I just felt like it, it. the show, you know, Aaron was getting tied up with things a lot, and it was getting tougher and tougher for him to come out physically to events, I mean, I feel like you can do sports, you know, behind the scenes a lot, but sometimes you have to be on the sidelines. You have Agreed. to kind of you have to be out there. And yep. I think it was putting a little bit too much demand on him a, a bit at times because of work, his work schedule, and it wasn't anything, you know, bad. We're still friends. We're still cool. And you know, we he even texted me to get my opinion on sports to this day. But it was just it was just something that it was just a meeting of the minds that probably is probably time. You know, I I wanted the show to continue to go on. I didn't want to for us to kind of end the show and that would be the end of it. So we just came to a mutual agreement that I'll continue on with the show. And I never thought I was going to ever have my own show. But lo and behold, that's how it worked out.
0: That's awesome, dude. I mean. (laughs) I, I attest with much of what you're saying. Uh, I, I I created my show here and I did most of this. You know, I had some help from the get go from, from a few different guys. But I mean, it does take a lot, a lot of passion to do what we do. Yeah, N- Not many people realize what we do or what we all do. But that's why I like you, Alan, because, you know, you're not just on the Internet or on a show talking. You know, I've seen you on those on those sidelines, on those uh, those grounds that we're, we're doing the job. So. It's awesome that you you have a great structured show and it gives everybody a different Avenue, you know, so great stuff, man.
1: Yeah. I like to give the listening audience, the athletes an opportunity to enjoy the content. So I want them to be a part of it as well. So it's, it's been a great, great ride and much more to come.
0: Awesome. I love to hear that. Yeah. I mean, with things going as they are, we should be pretty busy next year is, is what I'm seeing. Yeah. And hopefully, location-wise, they'll be close to... Uh, where are you located? I, I forgot to ask you that from the get-go.
1: No, that's all right. I live in a Tampa area, which is gotcha. you. know, about, for people who don't know, just about because of traffic, almost two hours away from Orlando.
0: Understood. So, yeah, you're close to Orlando. That's, that's yeah. a nice spot, man. I'm in South Mississippi, but I'm probably still... Nine hours out, I'd say from Orlando, something like that. Wow, wow, yep. <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit of a trick. But yeah, whenever you do your show, man. I mean, what what's your kind of your goals? What do you kind of, I mean, try to do while you're interviewing or covering a sport? Can you tell us more, kind of what you what you represent?
1: Absolutely. You know, with me, I definitely try to represent the player. I, I guess in a way, I, I know the players hustle. So I'm not one of the guys who cover sports, who I would say do this. You could tell as a second career, like some, some people who cover a lot of people you see covering sports, they had other goals of what they wanted to do in corporate America. It didn't work out. And now they're covering sports and they don't really understand the players who worked hard to get there. You know, me being a former athlete myself, I understand the hustle and I love to engage with, other athletes, you know, I love meeting people in general. So it works out great for a guy like me because I want people to get a side of the person. That's one of the goals that I have when I speak to someone. Is that yes, I know that you're a great athlete, but I want people to understand more and know more about you as a person. What makes you tick? What are some of the great things about you as a person and your background? and And that's one of the things I try to highlight when I meet any athlete is. I want you to, I want the audience to learn something new about you.
0: Understood. I like it. Yeah. You give that that voice that doesn't get heard very much a platform or you give that thought, you know, a a breakdown of things. So, I mean, it's awesome, dude. And that's very much what I represent also just in a different capacity, giving someone the opportunity to tell their story, whether it regards football or not. I mean, it's, it's awesome to hear it. Like, how did you become who you are? How did you get there? Who are you? And that's how we learn. We don't learn by watching somebody catch passes on the field. I'm sorry.
1: Yeah, exactly. And th- and that it that's awesome. That's fantastic, but that's the known. We know that yep. obviously you're good, very very excellent at what you're doing because you wouldn't be on the field as competitive as it is. Exactly. But we want to know a little bit more behind the curtain as to who you are.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm right there with yeah. you, man. That's the most enjoyable part of what I've done so far is talking to these guys or or people that are interested in getting in a league and just kind of like learning all about them, whether they're from LA or Scot Scotland or somewhere far away, it it doesn't matter. It's, it's, it's awesome that we get that. So. Whenever I first uh, met you, it was at the championship, dude, and I saw yeah. you. I mean, yeah, you you were professional as it gets, and I was there. I was I was business casual, but, man, you come in with your suit. You come in with your camera. <laughs> you look legit, dude. So that's one Thank of the you. biggest things that stands out in my mind. I know when I left there, I was like, I got to get him on an interview sometime. <laughs> I appreciate and that. Thank this you. was before I had <clears throat> a video show, you know, so it's awesome now that it's kind of gone full circle and you're here.
1: Yeah, it is. And and that was a championship game, the XFL championship game. So you know, I know a lot of the athletes are probably expecting me to wear suits all the time and like, hey, that was a championship game. You know, if hopefully there is another Orlando, don't expect to see me in a suit unless it's a championship game.
0: <laughs> I understand. I understand. So, I- I didn't expect yet it was hot. I was wearing a a jacket. I didn't wear the full get up because I knew I'd sweat (laughs) it out. But um, I didn't I didn't realize it was going to be so I don't know how it it was a very different feel from the normal games that I attended. Everything was much more rigid and strict and uh, they had it all organized well. So I, I enjoyed that experience. The Houston games, it seemed like sometimes people just didn't really know what was going on um it was not like that there at uh San Antonio for that championship
1: yeah it, it was it felt you know like it was a level of seriousness obviously it's a championship game security was extremely tight so you definitely felt the security presence and I, I, that didn't surprise me per se I, the only thing I, I guess did surprise me was maybe to that level of security it was it was a tight real tight
0: ship yeah i agree 100 percent. so from there let's talk let's just get into some xfl stuff is that all right it's, sure. we got a little bit got to know you got to know what <laughs> what you're about what you represent so th- let's get to the nitty-gritty here and then talk some xfl so, so you were attendance you were in attendance at the showcase on october 7th um it was uh a big day in terms of XFL just seen as all these rumors and all this information is leaked. And, you know, it's most people sitting at home are wondering, is this real? What's going on? Why are they doing this? If you're merging, yada, yada. So, I mean, tell us, man, I mean, give us just a, 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 how was your experience in whole? I mean, whatever you think, just put it on out there. For me,
1: I had a wonderful experience. It was the first and only showcase I actually showed up, and I got to give the XFL props. They did invite me to the one in Texas. I guess it was July, and it was just bad timing. I, I Unfortunately, I wanted to go, but I just could not because of logistically. But I told them I would be at the next one, which was the one in Orlando October 7th, and, man, I was impressed. I was very, very impressed. It was ran very professional. There was... The ma- overwhelming majority of the players were very, very good. They, you know, there was maybe a handful of guys that maybe should have maybe been cutting grass instead.
0: <laughs> you know, <laughs> who, who,
1: who maybe if I you know suited up, I probably would have done just as good.
0: <laughs> you got to try, man. You got to try. Got to
1: try. I get it. I, I I respect it, but there was only a handful of that. The overwhelming majority, Matthew, was. Take on. Very, very, very good.
0: I'm going to have that going in the background. Apologies. Okay. Didn't mean to stop you. I just want people to see it yeah. while you're talking, see your experience yeah. a little bit, you know? So, yeah. I mean, yeah. go ahead, go ahead.
1: No, no, go ahead.
0: I was just going to say, you from your, uh, from your experience, I mean, the athletes were up, staff and coaches, everything was hype, and it was well, well-driven. There was no, there was no, oh, shit, we're merging. <laughs> there was none of that oh.
1: going on. There was none of that going on. And, you know, the, so the listening audience here in Sanders understands understand that I wasn't expecting that. I, I pretty much knew that there was this 30-day kind of silence period. And just because I, I'm very cool with some of the people that are affiliated with the XFL, I kind of got the feel that they weren't going to give much of that information out. I just kind of knew that before I actually got there. Yeah, And when I got there, it was pretty much business as usual. You would not have known there was all of this craziness going on because nobody mentioned it or anything. And I I wasn't surprised they didn't they didn't talk about it. I I wasn't surprised at all.
0: Yeah, yeah. I didn't think they'd talk about it either. Really, we just it sitting at home. I just wanted to know, like, how many athletes were attendance, what we saw there in terms of drills. And we got a lot of those answers, like from people like you that were reporting but I was I was worried at first after hearing everything that went on it it was a very successful event I and mean, I can tell by looking at pictures hearing reports and, and even your conversation here I mean I can tell
1: yeah they, the, the men competed hard they did you know the 40yard dash they did a little bit of catching they did drills for the linemen. there was over 300 people attended wow. this event it, it was a hundred and. 50 plus for def- defense they did defense first and then 150 plus later in the afternoon for offense. So it, it was it was full and there was actually a few people they had it booked at 300 but I think there was just because of logistics there was a couple people that went over. So it was over 300 men were out there competing for a position and this sort of listening audience knows this was on their dime. They had to pay you know administration fee to get in. It was sold out and all of these men were competing to for that one opportunity and it was just really enlightening to see that they weren't giving up on their dream i was impressed by the way the drills were ran how professional it was and i also was impressed by the men how they desire their passion to get it
0: yeah yeah i mean that, that seeing that i mean that, it's got to light you up if you don't feel that and get a little get a little tingly you know if something's wrong <laughs> is tell me in, in terms of the events, you didn't see any of the, any of the new technology, like the force grip or the wearing of the vests for the speed tests and any of that. Did you, did you see any of that? No, they didn't, they didn't present that at
1: that time, at least during these drills, they did most of the stuff transparently, traditionally, you know, with the drills. And one thing I got to say with the guys is, you know, with the, they expected you to know how to do the drills right off the bat. So if if you're a person who kind of doesn't calculate information quickly, you were kind of kind of on the back pedal, so to speak. You know, because they had a they had a coach out there that was like the typical football coach. All right, guys, you got to do this. This I want you to do this expectation, and it wasn't like a one, two, two, three drill. It was, you know, four or five steps and he's he wanted he expected you to know it right off the bat.
0: Wow. So yeah, was it intent. was it
1: was serious. It was intense. It was intense, but a, a nice feel where it wasn't, you know, where you felt like, oh, man, I'm in class. I, I got to get a 100. It was but it was intense.
0: Any notable athletes that you I know you have some interviews up on yeah. your your social medias and I'll, I'll hear the rolling right here at the bottom. I'll give you the opportunity to say those there before we leave also for the listeners that are listening, but, um, it, this, you have some good interview pieces, man, and people need to see this stuff. This is, (laughs) it's hard. I know me and you both, we're on a, we're small fish in a big pond, but I mean, once people kind of get a hold of our quality, they understand that like, Hey, we're legitimate. We're not here just to, to play, but, Guys, check out his videos on on social media, Facebook, Twitter, both. I don't want to pop them all up because it's going to make noise and be all loud. I'll I'll try to play a couple as we go, but man, good interviews. Um, anyway, notable athletes. Who's some that really struck out to you, or some that really struck home to you that are going to make it?
1: Yeah that that was a that's a great question, Matthew. The first notable athlete to me out of three hundred men that I noticed there and recognized right off the bat was David. Tolentino from the Roughnecks from player 54. I was actually shocked to see him more than anything. I was kind of like, you know, I was actually talking, this is exactly how it happened. I was talking to the, to, uh, you know, one of my good friends there at the XFL. And we were like talking and then just like mid sentence, I look to the left and I see David Tolentino. And I was like, like, what? like, what is he doing here? <laughs> like, cause, cause I missed the, you know, uh, you know, again, I had, got invited to the Texas showcase and I unfortunately had to decline. I expected him to be there and not in Orlando. So I was, I was actually shocked to see him, you know, pleasantly surprised to see him, David Tolentino from the Roughnecks. And I was so glad to, to get interview with him, but yeah, he was the first one that stood out that I recognized because most of the men, you know, I didn't have a lot of write up on them like uh, in most because it was a showcase and that's so i just kind of went went and played it by ear so david tolentino
0: was was definitely great great to meet i'm gonna pop this up real quick it's gonna make a little noise oh my daughter sabella man all right you good uh she just started kindergarten all right yeah, I mean, I I I want I don't want to give this away on air because I want people to go visit your socials if they want to see it. <laughs> yeah. right? I want people to go watch this stuff, guys. I mean, yeah. I know some of you all are listening, but you I, we've said it enough to go check out his profile. That's where they are. <laughs> uh, I mean, we're we going to redo it, though. But, man, dude, yeah. I, I, as soon as I saw this, you posted this, and I was like, oh, Lord. I wish I'd have been there as well. Because if I was in the same position, I would have been like you. Is this the first guy you actually talked to?
1: Yes. He was the yep. first one I interviewed. And, you know, I was going to let him go by. He was going to have to tell me a yes or a no. You know, <laughs> you know, that's it. You know, you know, but yeah, he was because, you know, he was in player 54, the documentary. I mean, I watched the entire documentary. And for, for those who are watching and haven't watched the documentary, definitely watch it. It is an outstanding documentary. And David Tolentino gets a lot of screenplay in that. and. So, yeah, I was kind of like, oh, wow, they didn't tell me it was going to have celebrities here. I got to make sure I get an interview with David Tolentino.
0: <laughs> <laughs> did he say why he was there? I mean, what did he tell you? Is it just for checks and balances or what? what's the purpose?
1: No, he he did reveal it in the interview. That's one question I asked because I was kind of shocked to see him. But, yeah, he, he, you know, just like the, <laughs> the player 54, he's had his ups and downs with, you know, getting in, staying in the league, so to speak, you know, not getting in, but staying in that shows you how competitive the XFL is. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But yeah, he's, he was competing, you know, making sure he had good film and tape because he wants to get another opportunity to rejoin either the Roughnecks or another team.
0: Nah, you say another well, team I was there. shocked to see him. <laughs> Are we meaning another team in Houston? Is that what you mean by that? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, hopefully I'm sure we're gonna get into that. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, we will. We sure
0: will, man. At the the event itself, you said they had to pay what well, it's it's like two fifty a person, right, to get into this.
1: Now my numbers can be wrong, but I know it's around two sixty 260 or two sixty eight is what, is what I understand. Around two sixty or two sixty eight. It's one of those two numbers the last time I checked.
0: Understood. Now that's what yeah. I'm I'm big on noting this as well. Cause it's two some people two hundred dollars isn't a lot of money, but to guys who are struggling and barely making it, that's a lot of cash. And then you got to drive or fly. So that's more yeah. cash. Anyway. I always say if these guys do make it, they get this cash back from the XFL. They will get the yeah. for their money. So that's, <laughs> yeah. that's the good part. You know, if you that's really right. think you got it, go for it. But someone like this, he knows he's got it. And he's basically paying for that film time, these interviews, stuff like this. So it's awesome, dude, that you were able to catch him. And like I said, guys, if you want to listen to more of his stuff, I've got his, his, all his socials rolling and then I'll include everything in the notes are right? linkable. So it'll be super easy to click. Yeah. Any other athletes you wanted to note that um, I'm, I'm on your Twitter, so it'll be perfect. Yeah. <laughs>
1: you know, I, you know, I had got a chance to interview Anthony Montalvo, you know, he had time for the commanders and the dolphins. so he was a, another great athlete, pleasant surprise you know, I, I got a chance to interview him. I got a chance to interview quite a few other great athletes. You know, I got a chance to invite, and, in, in, you know, interview chimadunga You know, another another notable athlete. I got a chance to to interview. Yeah, there, there goes Anthony. Anthony. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, there you go. And yeah, that was that was an awesome interview and. And that's the thing, you know, some of these gentlemen have, you know, NFL experience. I mean, they they're out there competing. And Nick, Nick James was another one.
0: Let me see. I think it's down here. Yeah, it's right here. Yeah.
1: Nick James. He was the most vocal of the of anybody there by far. (laughs) Nick James. (laughs) You got to watch that interview.
0: He brought the energy. huh?
1: He brought the energy. I mean, he brought the energy, and his <laughs> drills, his drills. He did it vocally, loud, and and <laughs> he's from Mississippi. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we,
0: we're probably gonna have to play <laughs> this one. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and play this one, All right, Alan? Yes.
1: Alfred from the Alan Alfred Sports Talk Show. So, Dick, tell us your, where you're at in your career and what brought you out here today.
0: Right now, I'm a free agent man. I'm, I'm, I'm youthful. And I just have the feeling from God, from the man above, don't give up and just continue what you're doing. I work hard and work
1: every day. Yes, sir. Well, you one of the vocal leaders out here. Is that part of your personality, or what you do just yeah, on the football field? Yeah, I'm from Mississippi State. That <laughs> Prescott, what's up? But, uh, <laughs> yeah, man, that's, that's us. And I try to represent our, our program to the best. And I show my spirit as well. Yes, sir. Do you feel as if you gave your best effort today and left it out on the field? Yes, sir. I gave it all I got. 100%. Appreciate it. Put
0: <laughs> that one out. Awesome, dude. Appreciate yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. Had that to play was, that one.
1: That was awesome. And, you know, <laughs> I I got a chance. T- and and that was the cool the really, really awesome thing about this event, Matthew, was that there wasn't any, you know, preempt of who's gonna be there. I went in there as a guy who was who wanted to give guys exposure give people who didn't attend the event and i you know sneak peek in i didn't have any and i want the listening audience to notice that typically they give us a write-up of who we're going to be talking to and a little bit Mm -hmm. of their background i had no background on anyone and it was just pro bono and that's what made it fun and exciting and to hear guys stories so i had to i had to listen intently to their stories and and that was the great and cool thing about it was that everybody had a unique and cool story about what brought them to that event and why they wanted to be
0: part of the XFL. Awesome, great coverage, man. I appreciate Thank that. You. Thank you. I know had Michael Lathrop. He he covered or he went as well. You know, he was with the um, Player Fifty Four podcast and the Neon Green Mafia now. Uh, and he gave me a report of what was going on. It was it was pretty detailed, but seeing a first hand view was awesome coming from you because um there was a few videos out, but with exception, I mean, these are you've got a lot of different material for this event. So that's why I tell yeah. people check it out. <clears throat> thank you, thank you. I appreciate that. And and shout out to you know,
1: I want to mention Trayvon Shorts, Arena Football Ironman. Man. I didn't realize that that. And I got a chance to interview Corey Dion Wright whose middle name was named after Deion Sanders. So that's awesome. Or Deion Wright.
0: I wish I was named after Deion Sanders. (laughs) 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 I'll take it. (laughs) You know,
1: everybody had a unique and cool story. And man, it was just, it was just awesome. And, you know, definitely I had an interview coach, you know, Buckley, like always
0: and he's a good interview person. I mean, I I haven't done it personally, but all everything he's been in, he brings that personality, brings the energy and he he's fun to listen to, you know.
1: Yeah, and he is. And and that's a great point because I wanted him to kind of like because because of the merger talk, there has been a lot of negativity and things going around. I asked him a question thinking he was going to you know, he always had the positivity but he kind of answered it. You know, he said, you know, the company basically gave a company statement, which I wasn't expecting him to go into details. But he said they basically made a statement and that was it. And that really pretty much let me know, confirmed my suspicion that they weren't going to talk about it.
0: Yeah, they're on quiet time. <laughs> It's unfortunate because we're all waiting. And we should hear something soon, right? I mean, it's, it's yeah, been almost Yeah, rent, rent's
1: due. Rent's due in 30 days. <laughs> Not with the <laughs> government.
0: Sometimes that changes with the government.
1: But, you know, I would say I, I would be shocked if we don't hear something in the next 7 to 10 days. So people just need to hang in there. But that 30-day rent's due coming up quick. <laughs> yeah, I've got a
0: trip planned, a little vacation next week. Uh, like night of Halloween, we're leaving, and then I'll be gone. And I'm hoping and praying nothing hits while I'm gone and can't do anything on here. But I know, knowing how things go, it'll hit the day I leave probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But man, any other details from this event you want to share before we move on? Uh, like I said, yeah. great great coverage here, man. Check them out, guys. If if you're listening, it's worth watching for sure.
1: Thank you, and yeah, I definitely don't want to spoil all the interviews, but you know, definitely, I want to commend the guys, everyone. I wasn't able to interview every person there, obviously, but I commend them all for their time, their effort, you know, and just going after their their goals and dreams. If it was up to me, I would hope they all get signed. You know, <laughs> I know it's I'm not possible, show. but. Is awesome and, I, you know, one of the stories they get picked up. One of the interviews by the Albany Firebirds, they shared the Trayvon Shorts interview because he plays for the Albany Firebirds, and you know, big props to them for doing that. You know, they they reached out and they wanted to share the interview with the XFL showcase. It wasn't something I was expecting, That's so that awesome. was that was that was awesome. You know, it was a great blessing and. You know that that is an amazing thing, and I'm looking forward to. I have I have a journey now. I have a goal. I have to interview Deion Sanders, Coach Prime, <laughs> because you know Corey Dion Wright. You know he was he. You know his middle name was Dion, and he left an impression on me, Corey Wright, Corey Dion Wright. <laughs> yeah. You know, oh, I wanted to say that that he drove. All the way from Arizona to Orlando Mm. over 2,200 hours to make a seven o'clock start time and on no sleep. I was like,
0: he went 22 hours straight, went to the showcase, and then didn't sleep at all in that time.
1: Drove 2,200 hours from Arizona all the way to this Orlando showcase and he did it on no sleep. Wow. And I'm like, and the kicker about it, Matthew, he plays offense and defense. So I'm Stood. like, you're doing a two a day on no sleep, and you have to be at 7 o'clock in the morning only from Arizona? And I wouldn't have believed it unless I heard it myself. And that's what he said in our interview. And I was like, wow, built different, you know, built different. But it shows you, man. And he probably came the furthest. I couldn't even say that for a fact because I don't know everybody's background. and <laughs> It was 300 men
0: yeah yeah i'm sure there's uh, i bet a third of those guys have have similar stories you know i wouldn't say exactly the same but it's there's no tell that man may have to been back in arizona to work or something you know and that that was his only option so that just shows you what they sacrifice other than time and money it's it's well-being almost i mean anything to reach their dreams they're willing to to strive and, and jump and and then
1: that's the kicker, and, and it goes even further. He said he was going to be at the San Diego Showcase too in two weeks. And I'm like, wow. like, And it's not a requirement for you to be at multiple, you know, showcase unless, of course, they invite you or they want you to come there. But, but man, Corey Dion Wright, he said he was going to be at the, the San Diego Showcase 2. And even I wasn't going to do both, but it just goes to show you the level of passion and desire some of these men have to to get signed
0: yeah yeah i agree with you on that and it's it's great to hear those stories because imagine seeing him on the field next year no matter where it's at just just knowing that that man reached his dreams He, he strived and he got it so Yep, yeah. you may have to give me his info. I might I might interview him at some point. I would like to talk to him more. Seriously.
1: Okay, I will do that. Sounds <laughs> Corey good. Dion, right? He's always Sounds up good. for an interview. I will make sure I make that happen.
0: Sounds good, sir. Yeah, I'd love to do it. Just let me know <laughs> when's best. Okay. So we we talked about you, your show, we've talked about the showcase. We've only got one more thing to talk about. <laughs> Merger, (laughs) yeah yeah merger time (laughs) Yep. (laughs) every time I get on the show now I know we got to hit some of this and I I don't typically enjoy it because I want the real truth I want an official document I want an official press release I don't want he said she said they said we're, we're this 12 16 8 10 whatever it it gets exhausting as a media person to try to keep up with that and i've kind of i've kind of stopped for the most part i'm not gonna lie to you i I only keep up with what i feel is necessary for the fans at home so they're not confused on what is really going on you know that that's basically what i try to do with that so in other regard let's talk about this merger and uh it, it's going to impact you as well as what it seems so i mean what's your thoughts on it let's give me a general idea i don't want to pick down i don't want to pick out certain topics yet just give me your top your your opinion and what you feel about this merger
1: that's a great question matthew i feel the same way that i felt when i first heard i personally have mixed feelings about it i let me explain that and unpack that a bit i feel overall as a as a league and spring football i think it's great I think overall it's going to be a win for spring football and people who love football. However, it is mixed feelings because I know depending on who you are currently and how you affect how your your association with the league is, whether it's USFL or XFL, it's going to vary how it affects you and how much it affects you. So yes, that's where the mixed feelings is.
0: Understood. Do you feel in terms of the athletes, is this going to be a better opportunity for them or is it taking opportunities?
1: It It's going to be, I would say that's a great question. It's going to be a combination of both. I, I if, and I'm like you, this is the part where the rubber meets the road when you're working in media that you kind of don't like because it's a lot of Indu Indus. Mm-hmm. I like to put out facts. I don't like to put out hypotheticals. And. It is going to be good and bad because you, you know as a player that spring football is, you know, if everything goes through, it should be a more su- sustainable and solid product. However, if some of these, you know, rumors or whatever you want to call them are somewhat true, then there are going to be some teams that are going to dissipate. And that's where the mixed feelings, part of the mixed feelings comes in.
0: I understand that 100, <laughs> and and just because we've already kind of dealt with this from different spring leagues or XFL itself, it, it we all as anybody who has an education in spring football, whether you're a media, a fan, a player, a coach, whatever, there's a history there, and you can yeah. you, you can look it up yourself. And basically, my thing is: is this being planned correctly? Are we doing the things that need to be done, such as prepare and not, you know, not start selling tickets a month before the season starts? Those are just a a number of things that run through my head about this. I feel like it's better for the overall spring football uh, or or alternative football wing of things. But like you said, too, you're going to see some people get fired. You're going to see some people leave their job, leave their position, whatever. And that's gonna be the sad and unfortunate thing. Yeah. Uh, it, already we've seen some loss, you know, from the XFL itself, and it's not significant really, but that kind of sends a message. Uh, we don't know exactly what the details of that message are, but we know if major heads are being released or quitting, and something's up and, and we should probably get ready.
1: Yeah, and that's where the unfortunate part is. I don't know for it to be a fact, but I've based on what I'm hearing from pretty good sources, obviously it's not written in stone or anything. But I'm what I've lately heard is it's going to be three and three, three teams from the USFL, three teams from the XFL. And having said that, if I'm kind of bracing myself because that's where I feel like it's it's trending. I did want to give a shout out and props to somebody we did mention on the last time we spoke, Kennedy Smith, because I unfortunately know, you know, it's no secret that the Houston Roughnecks are one of the teams that are on the hot seats, quote unquote, the hot seat. And if that ends out being the case, the Roughnecks, then definitely I want to give Kennedy Smith her props. Does a great job there. And you mentioned her and spoke very highly of her, too, who does the hosting. But I yes, I'm never a fan of coaches, players, staff, athletes, fans losing teams or things of that nature. I know it's part of the overall theme that it's going to be a good thing, but in that process, it's going to be some bumps in the road, too, and some upset people. Oh, yeah. There you go, Kennedy Smith. So Oh, yeah. 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 You know, and I wanted to ask you that, too. Like, if it is something that unfortunately goes into fruition. Let's say hypothetically, how would it impact you? Cause I know you cover the roughnecks.
0: You know, when I first started this, I kind of covered the roughnecks just because I really didn't have another avenue to pursue. I didn't really know what to, to kind of hold on to or identify as just cause it was my first run in media. Uh, I'd been in sports. I've been in the professional administration background. I've done a lot of things, but, That I really just honed into the Roughnecks. For one, they were closest to me. And two, I liked their colors, Texas, what they represented. I liked it all. So me as a media person, I'm all for it. And I'm going to continue covering whatever league or whatever happens. But me as a fan, I'm a little sad. And I'll tell you, me as a fan personally, I don't know if I'll pick up another team to represent me. I will most likely... Just cover the league in a hole and not, not try to um, isolate, you know, one team to cover. It, it was a great experience going to Houston. I went to six games um, and then went to the championship. So it was a great experience uh, every single time. Everything awesome about it. Never had a bad time. But it's... <sighs> I kind of feel like it held me back because I wanted to see these different stadiums. I wanted to see these other teams. I wanted to talk to different players. I wanted to hear coaches in in person and see what they had to say. So personally, as a media person, it's not going to affect me too much. But as a fan, I'm pretty upset about it. And it's I don't think I'll pick another team to represent me. You won't see any other colors or any other, you know, stuff and stuff that that shows that that's a transition there from fan to media happened this year for me. And it. I was always a hardcore fan. I'm a hardcore saints fan, been to a lot of games, a lot of events. And now once you take that media role, uh, the fan stuff just isn't the same. I mean, it's, it's a great time and I love it, but being there and hearing the stories and seeing the, the, the adversity that the guys deal with or girls or, or whatever, man. I mean, there's so many stories that, that lineup. So yeah, I, I'm sad about these rumors about the fact that, you know, Houston may not be around as a team, uh-huh. but as a media person, I know this is better than the ultimate flop or shutdown. No doubt.
1: Yeah. And that's, that's one of the great ways to look at it. I got to stay positive and keep my eye on the fact that it's overall good for the league. I agree with you. I'm, I'm still going to cover the league if it. If this merger comes through, I'm not running anywhere, you know, but, you know, you know, I know that obviously when there's things like this, a merger, there's going to be a give and take. That's just the way it goes. And yeah, so I I definitely, you know, my thoughts, you know, will go out to the people who. And already, you know, with the XFL side, they've already lost some top, top people. It is something that, yeah, I'm not I'm not happy on that part. You know, even as a person who is part of the media, I I just, I'm never a fan of that. You know, it's just, I never, never take silence and someone losing their gig or a fan losing their team. So, you know. I do cover the media, but part of me
0: is is a fan too. So <laughs> you gotta be if you want to do be. it. You yeah. gotta be. Yeah, <laughs> you it's know? like being a doctor and not like you know not like fixing people. What are you a doctor for? What are you? Yeah, doing? exactly. Yeah. There's
1: people who do. I get the fact there's people who do professions that they're not particularly in love with, but yep. they might be good at it, and some are not really good at it. Yep. But me, it you get the whole package. I'm a fan and also a guy who covers the media. So,
0: <laughs> yeah. Now, before we move on, I mean, what you said, you heard a three and three rumor. Can you, you don't have to tell us anything legitimate, but your source, (laughs) I mean, it is a legitimate source and it is a a valid point of information. Yeah. Okay. It is, it is
1: a valid point of information. I I will even say that it it is, it is a valid, strong, valid point of information. It's not written in stone. Merger could not go through, but I've heard a three and three at first I heard the James Larson report. And then recently I've heard from a strong source. It was, it's going to be a potentially allegedly a three and three and three teams from the XFL, three teams from the USFL. That's, that's what I've I've last heard from a good source. And that's why I'm kind of bracing myself because you know, it, it, one of those teams could be obviously the guardians, the team that I cover because of the fact that it's no secret that, you know, Vegas and the Orlando guardians drew the least as far as, you know, attendance and things of that nature, obviously things could change in the future, but it's no secret. Those two teams were the the weakest as far as attendance and support in that regard. So I'm hoping it doesn't go into fruition, but I would say that it seemed, it's come apparent to me at this point that they will probably be teams that are going to be missing. I'll yeah. say it as that.
0: Yeah, either way it goes. We're looking at yeah. some cuts. We just don't know how many. And then uh, we don't have too many people on the live, but if we had like 30, people would be <laughs> freaking out right now if they heard you say that. And
1: I know, I know. I had to make sure I got that information again and again. I heard that correctly, but I've I've heard a three and three is what is last been told to me from a very, very credible source. Again, this is subject to change, obviously, but yeah, that's what I'm hearing. And either either way, if it's three and three or the way it was before, it's becoming apparent that more than likely, even if it's not the teams that i'm thinking it's going to be somebody
0: yeah yeah i mean i am right there with you sir uh, <laughs> I, every morning i wake up check the twitter check my phone make sure i haven't missed anything because i know it's coming and so who we so we should hear something what do you think i think we'll hear something in the next two weeks at the latest we should hear I, something at the latest yeah. I, I
1: i like you know saying that uh rent's due <laughs> and uh, that thirty-day period is just about up. I would say by the end of this month, I would say within the next seven to ten days, I'd be shocked if we don't hear anything. And it's it's it feels like it's coming any day now. Like it could be tomorrow or two weeks. You know, I feel like it could be any day now. I know it's a thirty-day quiet period, but if they agree and it's all details match, and it gets approved, it could go a few days early it could be exactly 30 days but i just think it's coming it's coming
0: yeah yeah i'm right there with you man uh uh, i'm now i'm now i'm kind of shocked to be honest with you with that three and three info and i've talked to so many individuals now and i i don't think that anybody has the information wrong i think everyone's hearing different things in different chronological orders you know what you heard is after what they heard and what what they heard before that. I mean, it's there's a lot of stuff. So I know like the number one frustration I have is with the the fans have with this stuff and that what I'm seeing from my socials and messages and comments and guests, they just want to know if their team's going to stay. That most everybody is, they can debate the hubs. They can debate this, who's in charge of that, but, Really, what it comes down to is: my team going to be around? Why are you selling season tickets if my team may not be around? That that's a common question. So, it, it's 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 a little yeah. much. Yeah, it
1: is. It is. It is a question that it's on their mind. But I will say, to put people at ease, that this is usually what happens when things go to litigation and they go to court. You know, I'll even use Michael Orr you know, from the NFL, Michael or from, you know, his, his legal case. As soon as that went into a case, he hasn't posted anything on social. He hasn't said anything about the case that is standard operating procedure. Typically when something gets presented to court, like that part of being quiet and silent, nothing on social media, I want to put people at ease that. That is usually what happens when something goes to court, when it becomes a case, They tell you, the first thing they say, don't say anything, don't do any interviews, don't post anything on social media, you know, be quiet about it. So that is not anything different. I was not surprised that they didn't talk about it. I did, did, you know, try to get some information, like to put the fan at ease, because I definitely feel the anxiety from being in the media, feeling the worry, feeling like, why are you, you know, doing this? I think this merger actually came by surprise by the league. I don't think it was planned at all.
0: True. That's a lot. (laughs) Yeah. I don't, I don't think it was,
1: it was planned. I, it just doesn't, doesn't feel to me like this was planned. You know, I went to the championship game. They were looking forward to, to, you know, season two, you know, I even interviewed Kenny Smith on the field and she was excited about the next season. I was too. And I didn't think that we would be talking about a merger. This soon, this soon. I didn't. I I kind of expected it maybe down the road, but not this soon in the game. Yes, sir.
0: I I understand that, and I'm right there with you. I have just built this brand around XFL. <laughs> you know, I, I I understand. I trademarked my name. I've done a lot of things professionally with the name itself, and like personally, I'm waiting for something just so I can change into the next step of evolution. And <laughs> so it's tough, man. <laughs> I appreciate your info, though, and people yeah. will find it insightful. Some people are going to be enraged, but, I mean, it's not you. It's not me. No. This, this is information, and this is stuff that you need to pay attention to so you're not shocked in the long run. I mean, yeah. best-case scenario is we wake up and all the teams are still there. <laughs> yeah, we, that's the best-case scenario. Everybody <laughs> just
1: merges. <laughs> you have the XFL keeping their teams, the USFL keeping their teams, and you add more players and staff. And everybody's happy. I'm hoping that that's what I want, you know. Because me, I am a player's media guy. Meaning, I'm usually going to side for the with the player because you know I used to play, and I want the players to. I'm the type of guy who loves to see people succeed. And if I could be that person that helps you get to the next level by people bringing out your story, that I'm all for that. All positivity. Unfortunately. At first, I was a denial, like most fans, like, no, they're just going to have teams and teams. But I've gotten to the point now of more of an acceptance that uh, more than likely there's going to be somebody going to get cut, unfortunately. Yep. yep.
0: <clears throat> it's kind of like um, if your mom ever married another man and you got now you got a new stepbrother. <laughs> so you better like him. <laughs> or better stepdad. That you both play. Yeah. Yeah. You all have to be the same. That's what. Basically, that's what the XFL and USFL fans, I mean, kind of feel like right now. A lot of people are at throats and trying to argue, but I mean, I feel like if you wanted this thing to succeed, you are going to be there for it. And it is sad if you lose your team, though. Man, that's a lot. Like just right now, if I lose the Roughnecks, I am going to be I am going to be a little upset. It's not going to be just an easy, oh, it's going to be a little bit, but.
1: Yeah. And I'm writing a boat with you. I, I I hey, I want the fans to understand and, and that are a part of X that I'm writing the boat too. There's the Guardians are not out of the water. The only saving grace that I think the Guardians have is that Danny Garcia lives in Orlando. That is the only the only saving grace that I think the Orlando Guardians have. As much I love the Guardians, and I don't want them to to go. It is a fact that the Guardians and the Vegas have been the lowest as far as attendance. Not that it can't improve, but you know they these are both two parties where there's a lot of dollars that can be used on other entertainment. Let's just put it like that, you yep, know.
0: Yep. Yeah, but 100%. I'm in
1: the right. I'm in the same boat with you. I don't want the Guardians to go. I, I know you don't want the Roughnecks to go, and man, it, it's it's gonna be tough a tough pill to swallow if that is the case, but. Yeah, I'm bracing myself, unfortunately. <laughs> <Me as
0: well. laughs> I appreciate your info, man. Seriously. That's, it's, it's always solid to have another eye, a pair of eyes on things. And what, In terms of the name stuff, I mean, you know, we, we've got the two recent copyrights, the United yeah. Football League and the National Spring Football League. Have you heard anything on those ends? What, what's the potential name?
1: For what I understand is those names were basically housekeeping things that they did because of the prior administration. So it may not be United Football League or USFL, you know, United National Spring Football League. It may not be those. If it is those two, I just think that's just window dressing, really, the name. Yep. Because at the end of the day, it's a merger, and there's going to be give and take. So yep. the name, really, I'm not really caught up on that. I know some fans are like, hey, it's got to be this. I think that's the least of your worries right now.
0: Yeah, agreed with that hundred yeah. <laughs> percent. I'm not going to debate it. You can call it whatever as long as it's not explicit. But
1: yeah, as long as it's not explicit, and as long as as long as it's professional football, you know that's the thing. You know, and it's spring football, and I and I love what you said that at the end of the day, you want to make sure that this spring football is sustainable. And unfortunately, with any battle, there are going to be casualties, and unfortunately. Mm-hmm that is part of the part of business. Unfortunately, that's the ugly side of business.
0: Yep. Yep. It comes down to money at the end. And that's, that's really what, in my opinion, that it doesn't matter what we wish or hope for at the end, those folks with the money got to make a return. And if they're confident that this merger is going to bring them that return, then they're going to do that merger. I mean, it's, that's the way I feel about it. What do you think about, Danny and the rock. I mean, are they are they still going to be engaging as the same capacity with this new league? Or are we looking at them kind of hands-off leadership?
1: I don't feel as if Danny is going to be the type of person that's going to be hands-off. I don't feel that at all. I feel as if she is a go-getter. She wants this league to work. You know, she is an outstanding owner. I have to call Danny Garcia a person who who you know it's saying a lot because she did not want to be she's not a person who likes to be in the front so to speak i mean she did jumanji and she was one of the people that you saw at the end of the credits she is not a person who likes to be in the front and i have to commend her because this is a different role for her but i definitely do think danny garcia and the rock are gonna be where they are they're going to be a participant in this i don't feel as if they're going to Go anywhere as far as being a face of the league, but there will be another, <laughs> another party they're going to have to talk to or listen to. That is going to be the dynamic that's going to change.
0: Yes, sir. Yeah, I mean we know that they were they were the front runners of the league, and they they did a lot. They were there's a lot of different opinions regarding this, and mine is is the XFL couldn't have survived without them and their fame. And that hands down when it comes to it, they had to they had to bring that to the table to get the eyes there to show this product off. And that's okay. That's what that's there's nothing wrong with that. So that's my feel on it. Now, I know that some of it seemed a little self-centered. Some of it seemed a little, I don't know, unnecessary when we wanted to watch football. But all in all, I think it went well for getting that that rile up to getting that, that traction of popularity. You could tell like, with like the championship. I don't know. If you remember, they walked in on that sideline and man, everybody swarmed them the whole, Yo, play, yeah. I mean, there was 150 people around them no other individual in that stadium was treated that way. None. So. Yeah.
1: And, and you're right. When, you know, I was there on the field where Danny Garcia and the rock came on, it was an absolute chaos mob scene. And that's saying a lot from a person who's used to seeing celebrities it was a mob scene and but hats off to to Danny Garcia I respect her a lot and I know that she's still going to be part of the XFL and just because of the fact that I've interviewed her a few times and got a feel for her I don't think she's throwing it in the towel I think she's going to be a part of this merger I think that's going to be for sure I also think the same with Rock but I I definitely think more so with Danny just because I got, I got to talk to him more. I, you know, I got, I got more of a feel from her and she's an outstanding owner. She's, she's, she's an outstanding owner. And I hope she is a part of this league, part of the league, part two, so to speak. <laughs>
0: Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. That there's not people can say and make up bad things, but in my opinion, there's not much bad to say there. You can't, yeah. You know, we we can't blame, blame blame the shortcomings of the league on on just them. It's not they had people yeah. in the departments, they had people working positions. There's a lot of stuff that they probably didn't even know was occurring because they're too busy doing their jobs. Exactly. So I, that's my exactly. opinion on it. Um, but some people will argue on that. Yeah, and and you know what i what
1: I want to say to people that look at it the other side that hey. The league is no secret. It's been reported. The league lost, what, $65 million last year. And I know any business is is not going to make a profit the first year or two or three, but it hurts the pocket when you lose $65 million in a year. So, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: you know, you got to look at it like that. They're trying to make sure that this is a sustainable product. And if it means that I got to cover more teams, go to a different league, you know, it, it it's it's something that we got to do as a fan and somebody who we have to do as media to support them
0: agreed 100% yeah. agree with that yeah unless they uh, unless they do something that just blatantly changes the game or, or changes what it represents and yeah. it, it's just like hopping on in a new car and taking a drive we just got to see what happens and hope yeah, for the exactly. best yeah
1: and, uh, you know, with with Danny, she she makes sure that not only the league feels important, that everybody connected to the league felt important, like you were valued. And that that speaks volumes. Uh, you know, uh, the only suggestion I would make for ownership is I think Rock needs to take a page out of Danny's book a bit. I, I think he needs to get out there a little bit more and talk to more people connected to the league. I'll just say it like that.
0: I, I can attest to that, and I do agree. And there's a lot of spots where I've watched his interviews, and I was hoping XFL, XFL, and you never heard yeah. nothing about it. Or you heard a 10-second bit on it. and Yeah. So I, mean, I, I feel that 100%. And
1: I'm going to call it the way it is. You know, I I respect the fact that Deion Sanders is your friend and everything, but you got to plug the XFL. You got to yep. plug the XFL when you're on that stage. You have mm-hmm. to. You cannot just talk about being in Colorado. This and and I I understand you got to plug the XFL. Danny would not come on there and not give it a little plug. You know, you know the hustle. I mean, come on, Rock. You gotta you gotta get in the game. And I know he's probably gonna hear this or see it, but take a page out of Danny's book. That's all I'm gonna say.
0: <laughs> no, I understand. It's it's <laughs> important to remember though, too. He he is a representation in the face of a lot of different brands. No. You know, his tequila, tiramana, the energy drink. Oh, what's the energy drink called? I forgot the name of it. Zoa, uh, Zoa. yes. Um, yeah, let me plug
1: in Zoa <laughs> energy bottom, <laughs> which sold uh, you know, B is a pop, B is a cases.
0: We got um what, Under Armour he does as well. Yep, the yeah, Project Rock Under Armour. That interview you're speaking of, that's the one I'm talking about too, with Pat McAfee in the morning. You know, I was yeah. waiting for a, and honestly, when I listened to that, I I was like, oh, is something going on? This is before any kind of news dropped. I was yeah. this, this, this seems like you would mention that more, you know, but uh, no, we didn't get much from that, and he, even he, Pat McAfee, I mean, he's a fan of the leagues. He's talked about it in older shows, so.
1: Yeah, you got you got to use the platform to to plug the league. You know, I mean, he knows this. <laughs> he knows this. And and that's what made a guy who's covering the media a little bit concerned. Like, OK, you didn't do it. I gonna say you forget it once, twice, three. Like, OK, what's going on here? That's how I knew the merger was actually I'm glad you brought that up, Matthew, because that's how I knew the merger was not just a rumor before it became public, was by what the rock didn't do and that's talk about the league and you know it's it's simple you know hey guys don't forget to check in the xfl we got a lot of stuff going on you know say something
0: <laughs> Yeah, talk about the athletes you're you're potentially signing with these letters of intent yeah. you know anything and anything talk about venues talk about the the if you would take some of these men's story and much like i do or you do in case i don't know i haven't listened to all your shows so i'm not sure exactly how your player interviews go but i mean like for me i like giving those people an opportunity to tell their story especially when they come from a troubled past or hard times it is it's important to remember as some of us just sit at home and watch tv daily and don't do much that there are people out here struggling to live. There are people barely making it, and some of those are the same guys you're seeing play on that professional field or on the uh, arena f- uh, field, whatever. They, all those men have uh, they represent that, and that's a story that you should be telling for the league. I think that would be a great publicity thing, just to have more of a a sit down, you know, nonchalant interview with some players, some coaches. There's no points. There's no, there's no trying to sell. We're just talking. And that's yeah. that I hope we get more of that with this upcoming league. Cause with the USFL, there's a ton of more athletes to showcase. There's a ton of more stuff to, to, you know, experience and easy exactly. publicity, easy publicity, man.
1: And I love the stories. You know, that's, that's what I love. Somebody who, you know, who's out from Arizona to go to this exactly. showcase. And, exactly. you know, it, these guys are not rich. They're not. Multi-millionaires, which is the innocence is still there, which is mm-hmm. great because they're some of these guys are, are have regular jobs making an end to meet. Some are even behind, you know, just like anybody else out there struggling, but yet they still find 260 or 268. I'll I'll get that exact number. Dollars to be at this showcase in Orlando and to compete for just an opportunity to be on a team. I mean, that is just outstanding that may have been their only that could have been their gas money and lunch money you know that's saying a lot like you know to sacrifice that you don't know people's situation but a lot of guys have that that story where they don't have those type of funds but yet that shows how much they want to be a part of the XFL and those are things that I think the rock needs to talk more about
0: yeah i mean <clears throat> you hear about him struggling you know before he hit big we've yeah. heard that i've heard that three or four times and Great story. I'm glad glad you made it. Let's give these other guys a, a story as well, because I think they got plenty to talk about.
1: Oh, yeah, they got plenty. These guys, <laughs> they they'll, they have outstanding stories. And that's the part that I really enjoy is hearing their background, their stories, what brought them to this, cape, this point. I mean, you know, and it's a highly competitive league too. It's not just, they will not just let anybody on the team. I I want people to understand that this is not a pickup football game. This is professional football and guy like David Tolentino is out there. Even he's grinding, you know, so it's saying a lot,
0: man. Great interview today, Alan. I appreciate this. We've had a good conversation. Seriously. Um, it's been it's been a good one, and we we should do this again soon. Uh, honestly, in terms of talking points, I think we've about covered everything I had. I'm checking one more time, see if we got any questions or anything. Um, I want you to plug your show and stuff, but I want I want to wait until we're at the very end. So let, okay. me see, no let me see if we got some questions. So, Predator couple, I've had them on last week. Uh, okay. super fans. They they wear the Predator mask. They said, since no one has solid details about the merger, does anyone know when an official statement will be released? The rumors are getting ridiculous. And I agree with that statement. I I agree. I agree. Honestly, nobody has the answers to this question either. Uh, I mean, we're all waiting. We're we're hurry up and waiting and then just waiting for that official drop. It's what's your opinion on it, Alan? I agree.
1: And you know, from a person who covers the media and a guy who not just covers the media, I like to be factually correct. One mm-hmm. thing about me is I'm a I'm a I'm a borderline perfectionist. I like to say something, and know that this is correct. That's why usually when I post up stuff, I make sure I proofread it just to make sure it's factually right. And a person who's detail-oriented, like myself, this is this is nauseating. Hearing all these rumors, I like, but you cannot ignore them because There might be some truth to it. It may not be whole 100% true, but it might be 50, 25, 30. I don't think they're going to put out an official statement. I'm sticking to that when that 30 days is up, when rent's due. And that's 7 to 10 days. That's when I feel like they're going to make a statement. I don't think they can make a statement right now legally. And this, again, is standing operating procedure with most legal cases. Once it goes to court, usually there's. They tell you don't post anything on social media, don't make any statements, don't do any interviews, and trust me, I was on the field. A lot of people, you know, especially Coach Buckley, if there was some information that was going to divulge, he would have divulged it.
0: Agreed. Yeah, it's, it seems like he he doesn't have much left to lose if, if the leads fold and he knows it. <laughs> yeah, especially <laughs> especially. Even,
1: yeah, and th- that's another thing, man. Don't do my man Buckley like that.
0: <laughs> uh, I, like Guardians. Him. I like him. I like him. Like I said, I've liked him since the get-go.
1: Yeah, I, I love Coach Buckley. And I will let people know that I have not interviewed anybody more on the planet than Coach Buckley. I have How many times? Him. I have to say at least 40, 50 times. Wow. At least, at least 40 or 50 times I've interviewed Coach Buckley. And so that's he knows like you lot, by first name. It adds, up. it adds up. You know, you... During the season, you see him, you interview him two or three times a week. During the game, before and after, it's, it adds up and it's got to be up there. And I covered him since the league was starting. So it it's, it's probably around that 40, 50, 60, 60 time range. And when you meet someone that many times, you know, I actually even covered when he was getting his Hall of Fame induction for the Cotton Bowl in Texas. Wow. Like so, I said. Yeah, he knows if he was you were gonna say something you would have told me.
0: <laughs> you and him are friends by now, correct? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's all. Awesome. Met his
1: wife, met his best friend. <laughs> <You
0: know? laughs> so, have we got some more questions rolling in? Let's see what we got. Da, da, da. Predator couple again. It's, I'm just going in order at this point. Sure, no problem. Can anyone explain why teams that are on the chopping block are still signing players? Yeah, Alan, I'll let you explain and I'll chime in if I have to.
1: I, you know, I do think that this merger was a surprise. And the, having said that, I think they're signing players because of the fact that once they figure out the logistics of which teams they're going to keep, which ones they're not, they're going to start signing these players to those teams. And that's why they're still signing players that are on the, you know, quote, quote, chopping block. Are being signed. I think if you're a player or an athlete, you keep competing and not think about this merger at all. Do not put that in your head because that might take a second off your 40. It might take and put you in a negative mind frame. You got to stay positive and hope that you're signed and they find a spot for you. And that's what you got to think about.
0: Good answer, and yeah, I'm I'm right there with you that yeah. letters of intent are just because we're continuing business as normal. I mean, if right. if if the merger had taken place, I'm sure that wouldn't be happening in the same capacity. But since we're still waiting, these two entities still operate in case this merger does not occur. And so right. that that's and that leads me into another question from John. He said, "Is there a possibility both leagues continue as normal and merge in 2025? Because both entities are still collecting season ticket money." In my opinion, it is a possibility, but it seems like that they are wanting this merge to happen. So it's probably going to take place in in some form or fashion. I mean, what do you think, Alan?
1: I think it's a possibility, you know, to answer the question. But I think more than likely it's going to be this merger is going to go through. That's that's whether you love it or hate it. I think the reality you have to start facing at this merger is going to be something that's more than likely going to happen. I don't see why they would disapprove it. They might be a detail here or there that they may have to kind of finagle, but overall they wouldn't have made a public statement. They'd consider merging unless they were really considering merging. Yep. You yep. know, and they're collecting season, collected season ticket money because I feel like, Hey, they feel as if you're a fan, you're going to follow them. And that may or may not be the case, but Hey, you know, Put your deposit towards that next ticket. You know, the good thing about it is if you are a fan and you put money down, you kind of got the leg up on somebody else who wants to jump on the bandwagon after the fact.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think some people just see it kind of disrespectful. They see it that they're fronting and they're they're just trying to make money. But like I said, I think it's just a, a backup plan. Almost, it's a it's a way to yeah. keep everything engaged and keep everything flowing. You can't just halt business, um, right? getting prepared for this and if it doesn't go ahead go ahead
1: i was gonna say i was at the showcase and you could not tell there was a merger going on it was just business as usual and i think they want to continue that way business as usual and you know you just can't say okay all right when i take any money from anybody when i do any ticket sales when i do any you know Apparel sales, you just can't do that and expect people to keep stay engaged.
0: Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I mean, if I saw that, I would think, red flag, this ship is sinking. <laughs> this is a sinking ship. Damn alert, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I got one more question for you, Alan, and then we'll, we'll hop off. This is from XFL Mike. He's the editor-in-chief for the show. He says, how has T-Buck grown as a coach over the past season?
1: That's a great question from XFL. Mike G he's grown in a lot of ways. As far as experience, I think people got to remember that he was a first time coach coming into the XFL. He got that opportunity, the league of opportunity. He's grown from that year of experience of what type of players to, he should get, he should, he should get maybe some guys that have some experience. He should get guys that maybe could do better at the line you know, control the line of scrimmage. He's gotten better as far as recruiting players. You know, he did say that the first go around, he felt as if he kind of went with the flow when guys were coming on to the, the league, you know, as far as his opinion on who he wanted to play on his team this year, he's got a lot more experience and done a lot better. And he's gotten a lot better in in a lot of ways, as far as he knows what he needs to win. And mind you, the guardians could have done what the championship team did that, you know, all renegades. They just needed to finish out the year strong and coach T. Buck, you know, coach Buckley had that on mind on his mind. And I think, I think this year, you know, he even spoke to his, even his best friend said coach Buckley got to start winning some games. So yeah. he understands that he's got to produce. But I do think if everything goes to fruition, whether Coach Buckley is doing their Guardians or another team, I do expect you to get a much better result in year two.
0: Agreed, and I hope yeah. I hope they come out swinging. That, that's yeah. the <laughs> team that I want to do good. Oh, all right. hey, I I told you one more question about a lot. No, it's all clear. right. <laughs> yeah, it's all right. Yeah, I'm no, here, problem. man. Like I said, it's real relaxed on the show. I try not to be <laughs> rigid on what we talk about. You know we. I know what I don't want to talk about, but really it's it, when a guest comes on to the show, I want them to have the platform and that's exactly yeah. what we've done. So appreciate it again, man. Yeah, no problem. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. So last question, I promise. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, John says, I've been searching for the federal trade commission sites and the national labor relations board sites for news. Are these hearings secret? I'm guessing they're just a uh, 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 private. You know, you're not going to hear the details of that until it comes out. And even then, you probably won't hear the, the detailed details at that point. I mean, do you right. are you familiar more with this, Alan, in this process?
1: Yeah. In this process, it is pretty much, you know, the attorneys are involved. This is closed room meetings. This is not something that you're going to just find that they're just going to publish something in a blog or something. It's closed doors because they they're eyeing out details. This is once it comes a legal case, which this is the merger. Yeah, pretty much, you're not going to hear anything until they pretty much make a statement. What I suspect is going to happen is within the next seven to ten days, you're going to hear a statement, and then they're going to come to a point where they'll start answering questions and doing interviews. You know, they haven't got to that point yet, but I feel like that's coming real soon because I they know. One thing I had to say about ownership, you know, Danny, The Rock, they keep an ear and eye on what, what people are saying. Yeah. So they know people are frustrated. They know people want to know. And I, I want to say to Lost Mysterious, relax.
0: <laughs> 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 you yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> You're going to get your answers real soon. Just relax. Take a deep breath.
0: Oh, he'll watch. So he'll hear that. I, I know he'll be watching. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's all quiet because it's the, it the way it's structured is we're not supposed to know some of this stuff because it's private information. It, yeah. It's not stuff that we're going to hear or see probably anywhere. What I've shared in the comments is a link to this and it's the murder, the vertical merger guidelines. And it may not all be uh, this actual guidelines may maybe yeah. more involved, but if you want to look through this, people at home, I mean, you can see there's all kinds of procedures set up here. And I mean, yeah. it, it, I'm not going to hash it out for you. It's just like, check it out. I put the link in the, the comments of this and I'll put this in the show notes as well. Um, because I that legally things get complicated, things get choppy, and especially when you're talking about multi million dollar businesses, that's a yeah. whole nother ball game,
1: right? This is not, you know, hey, you know. You cut off two teams, I cut off two. Let's go ahead and do it. No, yeah, Shake
0: hands and roll, yep. Yeah,
1: it's not. This is a legal. Hey, there's rules that have to be approved. Which one are we going to keep? Which one are we going to do? It's a give and take. This is a, a negotiation A give and take. You know, shout out to Daryl, you know, Johnston. You know, that's somebody that we're going to, both me and you, are going to get to know really well. Mm-hmm. I've never met him in person, but <laughs> obviously we're going to know each other really well.
0: Yeah, yeah. You, I have a feeling that's a me and you would probably be communicating more than more than we did last season at this point, just because <laughs> yeah, of what's going exactly. on. Exactly, it's it's going to be a different world. And then, plus, I mean, did you go to any USFL games as media during the season?
1: That's a great question, Matthew. I did not, and I did not go to any arena league football games just because I felt like it was going to be a conflict of interest. You exactly. Know, I felt like that, you know, when you get that vibe, like eh, maybe I shouldn't be covering the USFL or the arena football and fans have asked me to. And I said, hey, I cannot because I have strong connections with the XFL. I don't want to be perceived as having a conflict of interest by covering another subsidiary. They're not direct competitors, but it could be viewed as a conflict of interest.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. And then plus, I mean, it's the time and money there. It's it. Yeah. how, how adequately can you cover two leagues in a hole? As well as other sports, because you cover other sports. I mean, yeah. I just do this myself mostly. I have some. Yeah. We have some guys that help out with some content and, and get some engagement going. But like, it's hard when you're traveling, dude. I mean, you if you especially yeah. if you're driving or flying, that's a weekend gone, weekend gone, weekend or weekdays yeah. gone. I mean, it, it it's not as easy as what it appears to be. It, it wears on you.
1: Yeah, it's it's fun, it's exciting, but it it you're right, it is. It's you got to kind of pick your spots because I've always had the feeling that I'd rather do a job, one job excellent than do two jobs, mediocre, a little bit above average or slightly above average, you know, slightly below or above average. I'd rather do one task excellent. And that's that's how I do it. And that's why I didn't show up to, you know, props to the XFL for inviting me to the one in July because I felt like they weren't going to get the best version of Allen. And I felt like the players didn't deserve that. The league didn't deserve that. And I didn't want to give that as a representation of myself. So I felt like it was probably best to go to one that I know I was going to give it all.
0: Yeah. I'm in agreement with that. And I think me and you could be pretty good friends, man. I wish you lived (laughs) closer because what you, what you say is a lot of what I like to represent and do myself. You know, you realize (laughs) there's things you can't do or things you can't control and you can let those go and focus on what you're good at and what you want. And typically, it, it's a surefire success when you do that. Exactly. Yep, that's right.
1: And this it's
0: going to be great for spring football. It's going to be
1: adjustment for everybody involved. But at the end of the day, you said it perfectly, you know, Matthew, it's better to have spring football, maybe not exactly the way you want it, but to at least
0: have it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, Predator couple, they created a petition for Houston. And I'm going to share it on screen real quick. Okay. But they asked if you'd sign it. They said save the Roughnecks petition. Uh would you be kind enough to sign and share, Alan? I would be. I would I would be fine to sign
1: it and share it. I well, hope that the the sources are not correct on this one because I'm gonna hate to see the Roughnecks if they if it is what I'm hearing true. Yes, I, I'm because I, I think the Roughnecks did a great job as far as the city supporting them. They did a an outstanding job. People like yourself, Matthew, did did a fantastic job with the media. I Appreciate that, David. Oh, you're welcome. David Tolentino did a great job of bringing awareness to what's going on in Houston. So the coach Wade did a fantastic job there, and I, I love that. I, I, you know, I definitely. I think Kennedy Smith did a wonderful job as the host there. And Agreed. I just loved everything, you know, that the Roughnecks, you know, I watched the games too, that even I didn't cover, I watched the Roughnecks games. And I, yeah, that out of all the teams, I'm going to be sad if anyone gets gets eliminated. Let me just say that first and foremost, but I would be extra disappointed with the Roughnecks because I feel like it would just be a victim of circumstance. They don't deserve it, so to speak, if it is that way. I have no problem signing it and sharing it. I I would hate for the Roughnecks to be a casualty.
0: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We help out any way we can. And when they first brought this to my attention, XFL Mike G started, uh, he got on it hardcore on in the socials and told me about it and we covered it. It's been, you know, since the merge rumors dropped. And at this point it's got 549 signatures. I mean, that's a lot compared to what, when, when I first saw it, I think it was, 90s so i mean it's pretty cool that people are engaging and doing whatever they can to save their team
1: exactly it is and and i'm I'm really not surprised because i know that the roughnecks they supported their team you know they were from day one people supported the roughnecks and and i feel like just because they don't have a stadium per se right now and and because of other competition with the the gamblers i think that's pretty much why they are where they're at on the hot seat or the proverbial quote-quote chopping block, yes, sir. It's no fault of, of the fans and the support. Lost Mysterio doing mm-hmm. his thing, <laughs> the season ticket holder, but yeah, I don't mind si- signing and sharing it. I hope I this is one of the things that you hope that the sources are not cor- totally correct, so to speak, but yes, it's undeniable.
0: Yeah, yeah, we know something's coming on. So prepare yeah. yourselves, everybody. Brace prepare the couple. Yourself. Get ready. Yep.
1: You know, I'm going to say it and sign it, but as a friend, as a person covering it, just brace yourself.
0: I will put that in the notes. It's been in the notes the past few weeks or, or the past few episodes. I'm sorry. But yeah, I'll have it in the notes if you need to access it easily, or I can yeah. send it to you, Alan. Just let me know whatever you need. Sure um, thing looking at what we got man I think that's about it now i'm gonna I'm gonna talk a little bit when you hop off air but man this has been a great interview I appreciate your time uh, the the conversation definitely you know let's let's get together let's coordinate and do some more of this because it's it's very valuable to have a, a conversation with someone who is like-minded and I mean your opinions don't rule your thoughts and so it's respectable so yeah come back man we'll talk some more and or I can come on your show whatever.
1: Yeah, and, definitely.
0: Uh, I look forward to it greatly.
1: And I'll get—I'll make sure I get Corey Dion right, get with him to get with you too. Yes, so sir. You get another one there too.
0: <laughs> yes, sir. I appreciate that greatly. Now, before you go, do you want to tell the listeners how to find you? What what the best course of action? I have it rolling at the bottom right now. Or hold on, I got to switch it over. Um, yeah. But it, it'll be in the notes too, linked up. But yeah. go ahead and tell everybody. Yeah, you
1: can. You know, definitely. On Instagram, you can find me, Alan Alford underscore. It's Alan Alford underscore. YouTube is just Alan Alford. And you'll see the show, you know, the show logo. Twitter, it's Alan Alford. And Facebook is the Alan Alford Sports Talk Show. And please uh, like and subscribe, follow. And your support means the world to me. It really does. You you know, definitely let me know if there's a, a person you have in mind that you want me to interview. Or if you have a question, I don't mind answering them or tracking that person down. I, I definitely listen to fan requests.
0: Yes, sir. Yeah, your show's great. I enjoyed the guest spot you had me on there. It was short and sweet, but we had some good conversation. Yeah, uh, I, I really liked how you can engage with one topic and then switch to another one. I'm not sure I could do that, so I, <laughs> I, I really appreciate that as a uh, as a fan or a listener in terms of your show. Appreciate that. Definitely. And
1: yeah, those are the links there. If you go to the Alan Alfred sports talk show on Facebook, you can find me on any social media platform there. (laughs) Alan Alfred is all you have to remember. Really.
0: Sounds good. I'll include, like I said, all these in the notes. I'll include Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook, and then your actual site of your pod or your show. Is it considered a radio show or a podcast? I was going to ask you that. What do you consider it? I consider it a podcast, but I
1: consider it, an actual show because I do a lot of things where it's not just audio. I do things like this, where it's video. I do interviews. I have the YouTube. So it's more like an experience. It's a show. I feel like it's a, it's a show. It's a show. I agree. You get it all. And, you know, I know players, they love to follow me on Instagram, but (laughs) whatever you feel that is your best social media, you'll find me there.
0: Sounds good, man. I appreciate you greatly. Alan guys, check him out. Alan Alfred sports talk show. Great guy. I mean, you've got some good insights as well. And that information with the three-on-three teams, I mean, it, it, you'll be coming in clutch if that happens. I'm, I'm definitely going to be getting you on again, so be prepared, sir. <laughs> yes, I will
1: be prepared. That's the last thing I've heard, three for three, and we'll see. Yes, sir. It's been an honor being here on the show. I appreciate you having me definitely on the XFL podcast here. This is Insider Podcast. It's is awesome.
0: Hey, yeah, thanks for coming on, man. Greatly appreciate you. Uh, we'll appreciate see you soon, you. Alan. We'll be watching.
1: You got it. Same here.
0: God yes, bless. Bye bye.
1: Bye-bye now.
0: All right. So appreciate Alan again for coming on tonight. That's another solid interview there, guys. Uh, he's he's got some really good content. So check him out if you haven't. It's basically any social media site that he's there. So just check him out. The interviews he did with the players at the showcase are pretty insightful. And I'm sure you'll be seeing some of these names somewhere next year. Not really sure where, but we will see, you know, in terms of news and such, I don't have much to, to offer right now. It's kind of like the sit and wait thing. We all seen the uh, letters of intents that have went out and have been signed by players this past week and some of last week. So I'll show those. So I know initially people were worried because they didn't see any, um, any Seattle or I'm sorry, any Orlando players, but this today they actually released some Orlando players. So as you can see, interesting name on there, Lindsey Scott jr. For Houston, beast of an athlete. And uh, hopefully he'll be with whatever team Houston becomes next year. But yeah, guys, check those out. This is in the XFL communications department from Twitter, but I'm sure you can find it anywhere. People are sharing it nonstop. We share it on the page also. Uh, but yeah, check it out guys. This doesn't mean, I mean, this means that they're giving their rights to those teams. If those teams don't exist then they don't have those rights. So just keep that in mind. Okay. It's a little choppy right now, but this shows that they're still continuing business as normal. And that's good. If things broke down and this merger didn't work, we still have our teams. We still have our athletes. Things are still rolling. So that's ideally, I think what we're looking at. Oh, another thing was uh, uh on the USFL, the the Panthers got a home, and I'm not too keen on USFL news just because I get caught up in everything else. But they've officially signed a lease to stay. I'm gonna pull up that article. Mm-hmm. Mm, I'm going to have to find it later. Yeah. I'll have to include it in the next show. Honestly, these news pieces weren't like super urgent to me. It wasn't something that's going to change our thinking or, or or anything happening different. Everyone here is worried about one thing and we know what it is and we're all sitting on the fence waiting. So hopefully we're here soon. I'm hoping it's not when I'm gone on vacation, I won't be back until I don't know. I'm going to release the new schedule um, next week sometime but I probably won't have another episode in the next week or so, maybe two. We'll see what happens. It's getting kind of choppy. Talking points are getting kind of old, you know, unless I get some guest spots of individuals that aren't really related to the XFL or USFL. I mean, I don't want to keep hitting on these same topics every single day. It gets redundant. It's not, it's not good journalism or good anything to just talk about speculation constantly. I mean, we've heard all kinds of different setups and now Alan's saying that he's heard a three on three where three from XFL and three from USFL will be in, in the new league. So that's another shakeup guys. I mean, and this is weekly, this is happening. Uh, Take it by a grain of salt. I trust all these sources and I trust the information they're getting is legitimate But we don't know when they've heard that or what point this plan that that was going to take place or things can change that we're unaware of. So we're just going to wait and be patient and see what happens. So that that's what I'm doing. I'm just waiting it out slow and steady. (laughs) Hopefully we're here soon. Uh, On another note. Did get some of the the clothing and apparel from the sale they have, of Halloween sale. That was a pretty good deal. Got some shirts, got a hat. That, that was a good deal. So if you guys see some more sales on that, hit them up. I enjoyed that. And it, you got some stuff for super cheap. Oh, don't forget to like, share, and follow, please. If you're not, I'm doing my best. XFL Mike G is really keeping me in line here to get me to ask. But, you know, I... I I feel like being authentic gets you more likes and shares and follows than than asking, but this is part of the game. So please like share and follow guys. I would appreciate it greatly. Check out the show anywhere you can check out things. Instagram. I'm not really doing much on there. I tried to upload a bunch of pictures, but it kept locking me out due to uploading too many at one time. Now I will tell you, We're waiting to do different things with this show. We are waiting to expand. We have plans in motion. There are things happening. But just like the XFL, we can't do anything until we know what this consists of. What's the name? Where's it at? What's happening? Once we find out those details, there will be some changes with the show. And it should be pretty good. And and that's that's all I'm really going to say right now because we're just waiting. I've enjoyed this time as, as the XFL insider podcast, it's been a fantastic, fantastic run. And it's unfortunate that I'm going to have to say goodbye to this brand at one point. Uh, but it, it, it's part of growing. It's part of the evolution. It's been a crazy year and that's, that's really what it sums it up is this year has been nuts. So again, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Like, share, and follow everywhere you can. Thank you, XFL Mike G, for putting in that work. Appreciate you greatly. I'll follow him on Twitter and Facebook. Um, otherwise, guys, that's about all I got. I'm tired. Been on for two hours or so almost. So there may be another show pop up, but I doubt it. I'm not going to try to squeeze anything in. My Friday spot got canceled. And I didn't replace it just because, like I said, I don't want to keep talking about this crap. It's, let's, I'm ready to talk about the new stuff. Anywho, appreciate you all. Thanks again. Come back and see me. Message the page if you want to talk, if you got some information, if you want an interview spot. And it's worthwhile. Just let me know. I appreciate everybody that's been on the show. Everybody that's helped with the show. Everybody that's done anything to impact this show. Thank you. And I appreciate you greatly from the bottom of my heart. Yeah, it's, it's been a fun ride, and I hope it's not over yet. Guys, that's it for me. Check out XFL Board, uh, as always. Appreciate them. Thank you, XFL Board, and thank you, the XFL. It's It's been a fun ride, as I just said, and hopefully we continue going with this ride. But anywho, that's it, guys. I'm tired. I keep saying the same words over and over again. <laughs> it's time to go. <laughs> Have a good night. Take care. We'll see you next time.